Ladies and gentlemen, put on your listening ears, your thinking caps, and a fresh pair of socks because it's time for another thrilling episode of Sorry We Tried. Today, we're going to be talking about the wild story of the Battle of Ape Canyon, where a bunch of rednecks supposedly went to war with a mysterious primate army. If you don't like it, well, we're sorry. We tried. As always, I am not your host, but I am the one who talks first. My name is Spencer Gilliland, pulling the strings on the ones and twos. Scourge of the Seven Seas, Harrison Brock. What is up, y'all? And reigning proudly from the third chair, the British Bulldog, Robith and Robbie Owens. (laughs) 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 One of the things I admire most about you as a member of this show is that I will say an absolutely preposterous nickname, and you'll roll with it immediately yes, and like either so make a good. noise I love it. or make a joke. There's like no time to prepare. <laughs> yeah. You're really good at thinking on your feet. I just stick with the same that. thing every time. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and I, yeah. It's a me. Robbio. <laughs> yeah. It's like you said Rob you. Like, it's a me. Rob you. <laughs> stick them up. Rob you. <laughs> It's like the. Uh, do you remember the Julian Smith video? It was the Mr. Tim. Oh my gosh! It was kill you. Yes. <laughs> it's like a piece How would you of like wood. to die today? He like went into like the dude's window. Do you think about that window. when you put on those pants this morning? <laughs> he like goes into the dude's window and like steals like a piece of wood and says it's called kill you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. That's, That's a great video. Okay, and I actually did have something I want to talk about. So on the way here, right, I'm driving through the sticks. In the, the middle of nowhere to get to, to Harrison's new apartment, right? And I saw a billboard, and I wish that I had, like, if I wanted to look more at it, but by the time, you know, sometimes you see them, it's already gone by the time you even notice it. So on my way home, I'm hunting for this thing, but it's just a big billboard on it that says, Wanted the Yak Man. And it's just a cartoon picture of a yak in the middle, like a wanted poster. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm not making this up. I 100% saw never, that on the interstate the record, on the way here. I have here. not seen this poster billboard thing that he's talking about. Now I don't. I don't want to be here after dark. I don't. <laughs> what is the yak man? Is that a man? Is it a yak? I like. Is, is there a hyphen? <laughs> no. No? Oh, that's even worse. It's <laughs> even worse than I thought. The picture of a yak. I think it was literally just like the Yik Yak logo. With the app? Really? Yes. I don't know what's happening. That's so weird. Because my first thought is like, is there like a wanted criminal roaming the streets committing like <laughs> yak-themed crimes? <laughs> like what? He's posing as a yak while he's just committing these horrific crimes. Where he's a yak posing as a man. Anybody ever think of that one? Because there's a few options here, right? There's, there's human criminal who commits yak-themed crimes. Like a Batman <laughs> villain, right? There is a cryptid who is like a half man, half yak. <laughs> or, which half is the man? <laughs> I don't know. Is it like a two-faced scenario? We got like half and half. Or are we talking it's like... half face. Are you like from the belly button down? He's like a yak centaur? Yak. Yeah. <laughs> a yak tar, if you will. It's a full body of that a yak. That sounds like a slur. Like I, feel like I feel like we probably can't say that. It's like a full body of a yak, but instead of a head, it's just like the upper torso of a man. <laughs> <laughs> be horrible. Or even it's like a, it's uh it's spaced out. Like his his head is normal and his chest is not, and then his his waist is normal, and then his legs are all yak. It's like very it's very oddly like distributed Neapolitan between ice cream kind of thing. <laughs> it's in stripes. 
<laughs> yeah, the third option would just be like he's a he just like uses yaks to commit crimes. Ooh, I actually mm. like that one. That's yeah. a good idea. So it's like that'd be a fun cartoon villain. Like he's robbing banks with yaks or something like that. That's a good idea. He's got to have a catchphrase though, right? <laughs> Jamie, write it's, that it's down. Yak time, <laughs> something like that. It's, it's yak time. time. You just got yacked. <laughs> I'm gonna yak you up. <laughs> or if he is a yak, it's it's banding time. You just got banned. <laughs> Let me look up a picture of a yak just for a record. Look up yak man. Have we ever thought you about that? You may find out Bro. what the problem is. Yeah, you is. may find out what you're looking for. Let's see. What if it's just like a yak like a man. renovation company or something? <laughs> I mean, that's probably what it is. That'd be hysterical. Okay. I tried looking up of... yak man with the specific city name. Did y'all know that there's a Bigfoot museum like less than an hour from here? Let's what? go. I want to go. That's cool. There's one on the way to Chattanooga. How oh much is it? Oh my god! At, at entry, how much? Is I it? have no clue. But after this episode, right? we should. <laughs> after this episode, we should totally take a field trip one day and then come back and share our impressions. I'm down. Possibly. That would be very fun. Yes. Okay, so I can't find anything specifically in Yak Man. Oh, there is, also on the way to Chattanooga, there is the world's largest cast iron skillet. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> Road trip? I'm so proud to live here. <laughs> this is the best state in the United States. This I is love America personified. Didn't we also used to have the world's largest ball of twine or something like that? I'm pretty sure it's still there. I don't know if it's still the biggest or not, but we should look they into it. They took that. a little bit off. Like, oh, it's not the biggest anymore. <laughs> <laughs> took a little off the top. We need to plan a road trip over the summer. This would be fun. <laughs> yeah, so there's a there's a video game, like in one of those MMO games. There's a spell called Guise of the Yak Man. God, have you ever seen those commercials for those MMO games? God, yeah. they are the worst this thing known to man. This is the only picture I can find for Yak Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tom Segura with a longer beard. And a fat suit. <laughs> it's Tom Yak Segura's. Folk. Oh, this is that same video game. So you're taking on this, this guy's. Huh. He looks pretty friendly. <laughs> Your friendly about, neighborhood you Yak Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've talked to them about Yak Man. But uh, if you're nothing without the good. yak, you shouldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on my way home, if I take the same uh, horrible route, I will be. I looking think you for should take it just for so that, you can <laughs> so I can see it. Yeah, well, you but gotta it's probably, snap a picture it's of probably it, something different on the other side, though. Oh, oh you're right, be... frick. So that's why you have to pass it and then yank Make the wheel. <laughs> no, not Just even pull a U-turn. If you yeah, listen, I've seen it done in the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies, right? If you perfectly execute it, you can get the picture in time and still, as long as there's nobody around, right? You can still turn around, and be fine. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to... It's not that dangerous of a maneuver. <laughs> if Dominic, if Dominic yes. Toretto can pull it Vin off, Vin Diesel's still too. alive. We don't recommend this, guys. We uh we are professionals. Don't do yeah, this at Don't home. try this at home, yeah. All right. Wait just a second. I'm going to pause this real quick. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, duty her, called, you know. Tell her to scratch the tag alongs. <laughs> <laughs> tell her to scratch them. Text her. Text her. No. I, will, I got I will, it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> no. All good. No. Harrison's girlfriend called and asked if we wanted any Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so The funniest part is she's like way up in like Gallatin or something visiting some friends right now. So, it's very funny. Special delivery. Does she have Instagram notifications on? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Don't buy the tag <laughs> it's like the It's like the interstellar thing where he's beating at the bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy the tag Knocking over books. Trying... <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Bod by God, a Christian clothing brand that lets you show your faith and style. Go on over to bodbygod.net to view their entire selection of designs, including tees, hats, gym wear, crop tops, even some business casual polos and long sleeves. Their clothes are so cool, in fact, that even celebrities wear them. They've even been endorsed and been endorsed by people like God's Not Dead and Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist star Kevin Sorbo and Olympic gold medal winner Scott Hamilton. To make things even better, for the past four years, Bod by God has been working with Compassion International, supporting kids in need and putting their faith into practice. So head on over to bodbygod.net and enter the code SWTPODCAST at checkout for 20% off your order. One more time, enter code SWTPODCAST for 20% off your order. Now back to the episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. The Battle of Ape Canyon. <laughs> That's where we were. Okay. So I'm not, I'm going to bury the lead on this one a little bit. So I just wanted you to take your mind back to ni- July of 1924 on Mount St. Helens in Oregon. Okay. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. I just bought a boat. Warren G. Model T. <laughs> Good old Warren G. So this is eight miles. Mount Jerry. <laughs> Mount Jerry. <laughs> no, look that up on your own time. Yeah. I wouldn't click on Google Images though. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're eight miles away from Spirit Lake, right? So there, there's there's six dudes hunting for gold in like a gorge on Mount St. Helens, right? So there's Fred Beck, Gabe Lefevre, John Peterson. <laughs> Marion Smith and Marion's or no Marion's son Roy and a mystery man named Hank. What was okay. the okay? What was the first the third guy's name? John Peterson. Yeah, dude. Imagine having that name and you got the guys before you. How do you follow that up? John Peterson's so generic. No offense to John Peterson. <laughs> the Marion Smith, you know. But yeah, <laughs> back when Marion was a man's name. Okay, anyway, keep going. Sorry. Uh, so again, mystery man named Hank. Mm-hmm. We don't know who Hank is, but he's there. We know he's there. Uh, so all the miners back in July 1924, they're like psyched out of their minds, right? Because they just found gold. But Fred was like kind of ticked off, right? Because he had a really bad toothache and he was begging Hank to take him to the dentist in town. But they're like, no, nah, frick, no. We just found gold, bro. You can deal with your tooth. Fair enough. So he's really mad. Hank, I think Hank's specific words were that God or the devil could not get him away from this mine. Remember that for later, right? So... Fred was out of luck because the only way out of this gorge they're mining in was in Hank's Ford. I guess his Model T or whatever. I don't know. Whatever cars they had back then. So they're all celebrating over a really hearty dinner of beans and hotcakes. Yum. It's my favorite (laughs) meal. But Fred said his tooth hurt so bad that he didn't have much of an appetite. So they're all chowing down on beans and pancakes, right? And he's just sitting over there grumbling to himself because his tooth hurts. And Hank won't take him to the dentist. I imagine every two minutes he's like, ow. They're like, shut up, Fred. It's not about you. We just got gold, Fred. Shut up. You'll be able to pay the dentist this time. He's like crying in the corner. Like, shut up, Fred. He's like, my teeth hurt too bad for beans, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, so despite their excitement, <laughs> so there was something odd going on in the canyon that made Fred and Hank nervous. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right up. Most of the dudes in this story do absolutely nothing. This is mainly Fred and Hank. Okay. For some reason, none of those other dudes were really factors in the story whatsoever. And Hank is 
still a remaining mystery. anonymous. And we don't we don't know who at Hank this is. point in yeah. history. Okay. So we're not we're not dropping the last name. Is does it give it anything no, away? No, that's it. It's they just, just Hank. don't know. <laughs> okay, and I'll explain oh, why. So later. Hank's his last name, Justice's first name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain why later. Okay, it's a very important part of the story. Okay, so Fred and Hank are nervous because for an entire week they were hearing all these weird noises at night. So first they heard like a very high pitched whistling on one side of the gorge. And then on the other side, they would hear like an answering whistle. So like something's communicating up on the top of this ridge. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> and then communicating so, via whistle out in the wild. That's terrifying. Um, no, no, sir. <laughs> so after that, they hear a booming. This is what Fred wrote a book about this. And I, I read the book. The whole book. Is it a good book? It was like 10 pages. Oh. Okay. Oh, well, the <laughs> paper. So, I've story. also wrote a book at some point. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a it's like a, a, a like a pamphlet, oh, okay. a pamphlet. Yeah, uh, they give it out on the A train. <laughs> I found it on the internet. Uh, I, I, want, I wanted to get like a paper copy and just have it, but I couldn't find one. So they he says that they heard a booming thumping sound, like something was hitting itself on the chest. So whistling, and something's beating itself on the chest. So there is something out there, mm-hmm. but they don't know what it is. But they're too excited about the gold to care for right now. Uh, so after the gold incident. The Hank asked Fred to help get some water from the spring, which was, they said it was 100 yards from their cabin. And Hank suggested they take their rifles just to be safe, right? So they're, because they're already cautious about this. So as they're walking in the spring, Hank just screams. And Fred looks over and sees that there, he, there was a hairy creature walking about 100 yards away and standing behind a pine tree. So after Hank screams, the creature now sees them and knows they're there. So it hides behind a tree and like cartoonishly pokes its head out from the side of the tree. <laughs> and you'll, you'll love this next part. Without missing a beat, Hank just starts shooting. <laughs> just like, starts blasting at this thing, which has done nothing to them at this point. It's hiding behind a tree. At this point, he's just shooting at a tree. Yeah. So okay. he takes three shots and I think he misses. And he, like there's bark flying everywhere. But this creature just runs away down the canyon, standing upright as fast as it could go. Hmm. And Fred said it was seven feet tall and had brownish black hair. And before the thing fully got away, Fred goes, all right, bet. I'll just join in too. And takes another three shots. So they're just trying to kill this thing. They're just like, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> so Fred and Hank run back to the cabin with their water and tell the other dudes what happened. And they all immediately changed their tone for some reason. Cause you know, before they were so excited that Fred's tooth was not even important to them. They didn't care. Fred could go ahead and die. They were enjoying their hotcakes, beans and gold. <laughs> But now they hear about this this monster, and they're like, we got to get out of here right now. But not really right now. They decided to leave in the morning because they didn't want to get jumped by this thing in the dark. Reasonable. So they just chill in their log I cabin. I feel like it's kind of a lose-lose regardless, <laughs> right? Like, you stay, he's probably going to find you. You, you leave, he, he'll probably find you. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're chilling get in their log cabin. Jumped either way. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking their pipes, and they're planning for the trip home. And their log cabin, so Fred's description of this thing is really fascinating to me. So there was only one bunk bed in which that you, there's two people sleeping feet to feet. So it's a one really long, <laughs> narrow bunk where you, there are two dudes sleep with their feet touching directly, right? Everyone else is sleeping on like piles of branches in the floor. Oh yeah, sounds like summer camp. <laughs> So I don't know who. What kind of summer camps <laughs> were you guys going to? I don't know how you decide who's in the the bunks where you touch feet, but. Oh well, Fred's definitely not getting it. Fred, that natural selection. They're like, bro, you want to complain about you? You're on the floor, buddy. 
Yeah, Fred, Fred's like, my tooth hurts too hard for this this weird narrow bunk bed. <laughs> so there's no windows. He's just making random noises at night. They're just hitting him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> he's just in pain this whole time. He's just whining oh. like, Fred, shut up. <laughs> so there's no windows in this cabin either. Oh, wow. But they did have a fireplace made of rocks. So that's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, that totally makes up for the giant seven-foot monster hiding in the hiding in the woods. Oh. Yeah. So they wake up at midnight. To Hank's uh, Hank was screaming like crazy. Oh, he was man. on the floor. So one of the joints from the wall had been knocked loose and then landed on his chest and had pinned him to the floor. So he was screaming and kicking and waving his gun around because that's all Hank does apparently. <laughs> this deranged criminal. <laughs> So he's waving his gun around in the air, and all the dudes, like, they get up, and they pick the piece of wood off him, which I will go ahead and tell you, the piece of wood has nothing to do with anything in the rest of the story. I think it's just a complete coincidence <laughs> that before this happened, a piece of the wall fell on Hank. <laughs> so They just thought it was important to tell us. <laughs> I, so, Hank was looking over Fred's shoulder while he was writing this, and he was like, no, no, keep, make sure you talk about the wood. Make sure, make sure you put that in well, there. Well, I mean, the wood was the only reason they all, wake, they all woke up. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. So it is sort of important. So they, they get the wood off of him, this completely coincidental piece of wood that has nothing to do with the rest of the story. <laughs> and they hear this awful sound outside. And the, the following joint had, like, conveniently left, like, a little peephole in the wall so they could see outside. And Fred said that it sounded like a great number of feet trampling and rattling over a pile of our unused shakes, so like pieces of wood that they hadn't used. They had a big pile of them outside. And there's, they hear them rattling all over the place. There's all these feet coming in. And it, he said they only saw three, three things, like three creatures. But it sounded like way more than that. So they all grabbed their guns. Hank already had his in his hand because he was ready to shoot the wood or something. I don't even know. <laughs> So this army of ape men, as they called them, uh, started hurling rocks at the cabin, like Harrison had those guys do at summer camp. Planet of the Apes. Good times. <laughs> yeah, good times. Good times. Uh, so the miners, their goal, like what they did was they only shot when the ape men were attacking. So when they stopped throwing rocks, they stopped shooting. Oh, nice. So they've got morals. Yeah. So as long as <laughs> even though earlier they just blindly <laughs> shot at the first guy. Right? As, as as, there's not a whole lot of consistency here. Yeah, this whole incident started because they just tried to slaughter this one dude who was minding his business. The ape went back to his, his family and he's like, you guys are not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> and then they got the, they ran to the pot. Like, Gather up the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> or they were already staking these guys out because they were already whistling across the gorge, right? Communicating the secret. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah like so, the cartel, dude. <laughs> so the gringos long, are in sight. <laughs> as long as the apes are throwing rocks at them, then they shoot. They stop shooting when the ape men stop throwing the rocks. And so they sh they shot through the convenient hole in the wall that it opened up through this joint. So this joint collapsing was like the only reason that they woke up and the only reason they survived this attack in the first place. Um. So it's very convenient in that way. And then they, they, the, uh, they grab like a big pole from their, their long, narrow bunk bed and like push it up against the door, try to block them out. But, and then the apes, they just go, okay, screw you. And they start pushing on the side of the walls, trying to like bring the cabin down on top of these guys. So it's, it's, a, whole, it's a whole ordeal, right? So Fred said that he and Hank did like almost all of the shooting. His account, like, painted his friends, like, really, really terribly. Yeah. Like, him and Hank are the only ones, like, really involved, and the rest of them are just sitting in the corner crying or something. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Yeah. So, 
Uh, he says they all sat in the corner clutching the rifles. We well, said he, Fred wrote this, right? Fred wrote it, yeah. Are we sure this isn't him just making up for the fact that he's a wimp about his tooth? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I did all the work, and they made fun of me for my tooth. So I'll get more to... I'll, I'll, there's a whole backstory for Fred. Okay, okay, cool. After we get out of this, the Battle of Ape Canyon. So, so Hank and Fred are shooting through the people, like going full Rambo mode on this army of ape men, right? And they said this battle supposedly... Oh, wait, no, I, I skipped a bit. So at one point, a hairy hand like reaches through the peephole that they're shooting out and tried to grab an axe because I guess they just have one sitting there. <laughs> so uh, Fred like rotated the axe so the ape couldn't fit it through the hole. So he like, he, like picks it up and it's pointed out and Fred like spins it around so the ape can't fit it through the hole. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and then, so... Uh, I lost my chess life. game between so the apes. The very same second. So Fred's <laughs> hand is still messing with this axe, right? Hank starts shooting. So he like he narrowly misses just shooting he Fred's Fred, hand yeah. Yeah. the whole time. Yeah. This dude Fred's is a got terrible a shot. shot. And Hank a missing hand. Oh my god. Hank is just a bad friend. That's what I'm learning from all this. Uh, so they said this battle supposedly Fred's just slowly losing <laughs> limbs and, and teeth and because they won't take they won't take him to the doctor because they just found gold. <laughs> Uh, so this battle supposedly goes on all night with like some very short breaks in between. Yeah, how much ammo do these people have? <laughs> Apparently a lot. Apparently a lot. Prepared for that very many, moment. So how much ammo do these guys have? How many rocks do yeah. these the ape men have? To quote the, I think it was Batman Begins, right? He's like, you expecting to run into much gunfire in these caves? Because <laughs> they were going for the, <laughs> for for the gold, mine. Yeah. Well, they expect, who'd they expect to run into? Goblins? <laughs> The, the Balrog, you know, they, they delve too greedily and too deep. <laughs> Sorry. So this goes on all night. And at one point, Hank starts like loudly singing, trying to like talk to these guys. And he said his song was, if you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone and we'll all go home in the morning. Okay, Hank's kind of an idiot. <laughs> so, so, so Fred specifically notes like, yeah, Hank wasn't joking. This was 100% serious. Like... <laughs> Oh my god! So he said, "Dead serious." Those are his exact words. Imagine if you like you were singing like the Simon Cowell of apes. He's like, "This is horrible. Kill these guys." <laughs> they start throwing more rocks. Oh my god! <laughs> so the attack finally ends at daylight, right? Yeah. So the miners checked outside, and there was like one ape man left, standing like eighty yards away, right at the edge of the canyon. So Fred says he freaking like mercs this thing. <laughs> he shoots. He said he shot three times. And sent it collapsing over the cliff. <laughs> so, so this guy just like stayed behind for some reason. I don't know what he was doing. Just standing at the edge of the cliff. Maybe taking a leak. I don't know. Or yeah. <laughs> he was there to apologize for his family. He's like, hey man. Uh, I'm sorry about my and family. Fred They're kind of shot. <laughs> to them crumpling down the canyon. The, the one, he was going to give them the secret to beating the apes. And he just shot their one and only hope. He was like their ambassador the, for the, peace. <laughs> The disgruntled cousin. <laughs> yeah, so he's coming to apologize for them throwing rocks and they get shot. Instead. Which I mean, I don't know what the rocks did, right? Because the cabin was still standing undamaged. So, like, so this would be like if at church camp people were throwing rocks at the the window of the place you were at, and all of a sudden you just come out with a gun and start, start shooting. shooting. That's what Hank would do. That violent criminal Hank. Give it about eighty years, and Hank would have been on FBI's most wanted most wanted list. Yeah. So they he says he kills this this ape, and uh, they all decide to leave as soon as possible. So they grabbed only like the absolute essentials. 
And he, Fred says they left hundreds of dollars in 1920s money. So it's probably like a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Now. Dang. Hundreds of dollars of like mining equipment and gold. They left the gold. They were so scared so of what just happened. So they did all this and Frank's tooth is still... <laughs> yeah, Frank's tooth is still rotting out of his he head. He still can't pay for his dental work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now he definitely can. Yeah. <laughs> so they left all that behind. And Fred was like, guys, we need to keep this quiet. Nobody needs to know about this. But Hank just starts going around to various like park rangers and his other buddies. Like, guys, you would not believe what just happened. Uh, typical Hank behavior. And the story like leaks to the newspapers. And it kicks off what I would like to call Great Hairy Ape Mania. <laughs> so, so like legends of ape men and massive footprints have been floating around the area of, the area for centuries now. Because like even like the Native Americans had like legends of like mountain devils. Yeah, it's uh, been like thousands of years of this kind of stuff all yeah, over the world. But up to that point, nobody was actually worried about ape men running amok until now. <laughs> so people like go crazy about this story, and so much so that like the U.S. Forest Service like, okay, we got to stop this. We got to get this <laughs> off. Uh, so the he so Fred. They these... send in the U.S. military. So, so Fred takes these <laughs> rangers. The forest. <laughs> That's the American way. So Fred takes the ra- <laughs> Gosh. They drop some pamphlets. Get out while you can. <laughs> so he takes the rangers to the cliff where he said that the eight men like it had been riddled with bullets. This one that he killed. And the they, ambassador. Yeah, <laughs> they climbed down to go see the body and found absolutely nothing. So there's no body. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fred showed them the cabin with all the stones around it from where the eight men had been throwing it but he, the rangers were apparently unimpressed <laughs> and said that the miners probably pebbles. he said the miners <laughs> probably just put the rocks there themselves <laughs> and then he said there was like a big 14 inch footprint and Fred's like okay the rest of it didn't work look at this freaking footprint bro and then they go yeah that was probably just fake by using the knuckles and palm of someone's hand mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that because okay. my hands aren't 14 inches big. Yeah. But apparently that's what they thought happened. So despite the story being debunked by the always reputable U.S. Forestry Service, <laughs> I always trust whatever those guys, guys say. Guys, I promise it's safe here. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. don't need to wear a mask. I mean. <laughs> so despite the story being debunked, it like spreads like wildfire. And this is what popularized the modern Bigfoot legend. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, so, again, there was all those other stories going around all the time. But the modern idea of Bigfoot came from this. Interesting. So so which one was Bigfoot? Was it the one that the killed? The one that got shot? Or yeah. the one that was hiding behind the tree? Is Bigfoot the ambassador for his kind? That's why we could never That's find him That's why there was again. no body. Yeah. He got up and walked away. Oh. Yeah. So there's a few theories as to what happened here. So Fred's idea... Was that the eight men were extra dimensional beings? <laughs> okay, Fred, pop off. I guess. <laughs> Others said that the supposed army of ape men, or the supposed army of ape men, was a bunch of like local rowdy teenagers. <laughs> They're probably just as hairy as the ape men. But I, like, I would say why would teenagers gather together like that, all dress in ape costumes, and get shot at all night? Yeah. Well, and also there's no motive there. Also, when just they, to screw with five or with six miners. Well, when they saw the the one at the at the well at the spring, though, right? Wasn't that in the middle of the day? Yeah. So they like said they it was knew seven that it tall. wasn't yeah. uh, it wasn't a teenager. Yeah, I don't know. So that Unless was it one... was Yao Ming. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> for Shaquille O'Neal, he's seven feet tall. Uh, so here's my theory. I think Fred is a lunatic and made the entire Pathological thing up. Pathological liar. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
He says so he's probably also that, lying about his tooth. <laughs> he says all his teeth. They're perfectly fine. But the reason that Hank is anonymous is he said that he was protecting somebody's identity. But it sounds like he was just creating a witness mm. that doesn't exist. So it's, it's possible. Because like you, him and Fred and Hank were the only ones really involved in this entire fight. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it and sorry, there's a lot to go through here. I'm very excited. So again, I read this entire book. All ten pages. All ten pages of it. I mean, Hank was either fake or like Ezra Miller's great 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 great, great grandfather, right? <laughs> or like one of the dudes was like, "Do not associate my name with this book," because this is written Hank like Miller? many many years after the incident. He was like, I'm finally putting my account down yeah, I mean, of this. Yeah. So Frank claims that he's been clairvoyant his entire life. He also claimed that his psychic powers led them to the gold mine in the first place. <laughs> so, okay. Did your psychic powers tell you you were going to lose a tooth on the way? <laughs> Your psychic powers tell you there was ape men coming to attack you with pebbles. Yeah. I think that just immediately destroyed his credibility. So, but it gets worse. Into, oh, okay. Okay. It okay. gets worse. So he says that the reason that there were no bodies, despite the fact that they were shooting at these things all night, and the fact that he point blank shot that one and sent it like tumbling over the cliff, is because they were spiritual beings. So that's why their bodies disappeared. Right? He also claims that near the camp, he met a beautiful girl, ghost girl who was trying to talk to her invisible ghost dad. And they like, like vanished into thin air. And none of the other dudes saw this. Back, they went back to the spiritual plane, right? He also waited 40 years to write this book. Just pamphlet. And all the off-the-record like the, the statements I found about this incident were from him. None of these other dudes ever talked about this. We don't this. even know that they existed. <laughs> they could just be For all For all we know, Fred holed himself up in a cabin, knocked out the wood, and started shooting out at nothing for hours and hours and hours. So it's And again, it's insanely suspicious to me that there's six dudes involved in this story. Was he in the First World War? <laughs> uh, it was 1924, so maybe? I don't know. Hmm. But... Again, suspicious that only it's Fred and Hank were involved. WWE flashback. <laughs> <laughs> only Fred and the Hank Harry were involved Aitman. in this at all. But like, whatever happened, uh-huh. even if Frank is just a lunatic, yeah. Were the Russians involved in the First World War? Yes. Yeah. Oh, bro, he was. Uh, wait, were they on our side? Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, he was definitely thinking about the Russian seven-foot-tall <laughs> ape-men. I was like, it's definitely like Ivar. And... <laughs> yeah. So, like, whatever happened here, this started the Bigfoot story. That's actually pretty cool. Hmm. But also, even if Fred made this whole thing up, it's hilarious. It this, is hilarious. This is an incredible story. So, good job to you, Frank, you freaking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your psychic powers lead you to this episode if you're still alive. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was going to say, how old was he in the 20s? I don't know. He's probably dead. He's probably he's dead. He's long dead. Well, because even if he was born in the 20s. <laughs> even if he was four years old. He's 103 mind, years yeah. old. So, yeah, no, he's dead. That man is dead, dead. Unless he's ascended into the spiritual plane, to too, and he's communicating yeah. with the ape men that he killed. He finally gets to meet him. He I told to, you guys I wasn't crazy. They banish him to limbo because he shot one of them, so it's like he's not, he's got nowhere to go. Yeah, and another interesting thing about this story 
is that for a while, like the cabin was like a super popular tourist spot until it mysteriously burned down. Hmm. I think the government was destroying the evidence. Okay, Fred. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was, just, I, I was possessed by Fred there. <laughs> Fred was sending psychic signals that were too powerful to resist. But yeah, the cabin, you could have gone to visit the cabin for a while, but it mysteriously burned down. Hmm. Yeah, that's the Battle of Ape Canyon. What if, what wow. if that thing was looking at you from behind the tree? I would think that was Bigfoot. That- <laughs> So, he's got no. He's got so much continuity from neck to chin. It's just one big. We're looking at a, a picture of the 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 WWE wrestler Otis from high school. Dozovic was that his last name? I yeah. think So yeah, it's a very interesting. Person. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. We could delete that. I just no, it's fine. It's, I, I just I imagine imagine staying that now peeking <laughs> around the tree like the, sooner or later the fact that this has been up the entire time and we've all been staring at it someone was going to mention it so yes. we might as well mention it now yeah that's a good point yeah uh, but yeah that's that's the Battle of Ape Canyon what what do you think that was great <laughs> good job I appreciate it I mean I didn't write this for very fun Fred was the one who made up this entire thing <laughs> what if we found out that Spencer was Fred he wrote this. When I said I was locking myself up for all of December to write a short story, <laughs> that, this that is was what it, it was. That was the, it was, it was the origin of the yeah. Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But this this is really incredible, and I'm I'm so glad that I stumbled upon this because I followed a, like a really sketchy cryptozoology account because like this is gonna be some gold. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the stories that they posted. They also posted a video of a supposedly real dragon poking its head out of a lake. <laughs> This is a great account. I'm a big fan of this account. You'll have to send me that. I'm excited. <laughs> he must have imagined that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. These days, though, that kind of talk gets you sent straight to the gulag, bro. Straight to it. Yeah. They, we don't take that stuff these days. We don't let eight men... We don't, rumors of, we don't let eight rumors of eight men attacking you in a gorge fly today. Man, imagine <laughs> if TikTok was around back then. Fred telling a story on TikTok. Get half the world in on it. Get canceled on Twitter for that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> But anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to go ahead and keep up with all things Sorry We Tried, uh, go to our website, sorrywetried.com. Our merch page is bit.ly slash swtmerch. Our Instagram is... SWT Podcast. Yes. Yes. And what is the email address? Thepodcastmen at gmail.com. Yes. There we go. And uh, I forgot to record the ad again. Oh. Robbie, what's the Twitter? Uh, sorry, we tried. Yes, <laughs> that's it. We'll record the ad when we get back, and I can I can just paste it in. Yeah, it'd be fine. Uh, we also have some ones that we made a long while ago. We can always throw one of those in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's all. That's always true as well. Uh, oh, I had a Bible verse just to balance out all of the talk of <laughs> cryptozoology, eight, eight and men, spirits, and stuff. Spirits. <laughs> This is all biblical, actually. <laughs> this is from the book of Maccabees. It's from oh. the book of Imaginations in chapter 3. Yeah. Imagine, imaginations, <laughs> dragons. Yeah. So this is John eight thirty four. It says, Jesus responded, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you really will be free. I just thought we should balance that out because that was really stupid that we did. <laughs> For this episode, uh, I'm Spencer Golan. I'm Harrison Brock. I'm Robbie Owens. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
These weren't just innocent bystanders. These were enemies who felt the wrath of God's backhand. When tough love must get even tougher. God's backhand. When evil plays rough, God can play rougher. 